I come from a family where we used to call our house as a leaking palace where we had to keep the utensils beside us while sleeping in the monsoon time because no matter what plastic you put there is going to be a leakage person who had seen that leaking palace and uh, if he has to imagine that he would be buying a house in mumbai mm. that was just out of the reach i would say but Same today much. i am very proud that i am still an owner of three houses which i have and uh, still my parents can live in luxury before i introduce to our today's guest i want you guys to imagine a little scenario so try to be with me here and close your eyes now imagine you're in a small room that you call home and you share that space with your siblings and parents you somehow adjust and make space to sleep but to make it worse it starts raining and the roof starts leaking and now you got to struggle even more for the space now fast forward to today where despite living in such tough conditions today you own a house in mumbai and not just one house you own two more houses in some of the biggest cities in india and even in today's tough covid times you don't have to worry about how you'll earn a living sounds impossible just the thought of it sounds impossible to us but our guest from today not just made it all possible but is also helping others to make it possible this amazing soul is none other than rakesh rana from taking odd jobs like being a peon or a paper boy for making ends meet to today becoming a growth preneur mentor rakesh rana has become an inspiration to many I'm Anakshi Shrivastava your host for Inspiring Explorers and I welcome you to the show Inspiring Explorers. Each week I'll be interviewing some of the most successful personalities who will share with us their inspiring life journeys and some of the interesting travel experiences that are not limited to sightseeing. Guys make sure you share this episode with your friends. Please do subscribe, follow, give a five star rating and hopefully a review. And also don't forget to come say hi to me on Instagram at the rate my boho voyage. Now before I start this episode let me inform you that we recorded this interview during the COVID-19 lockdown and hence the recording was done remotely. We were both sitting in our houses and recorded it online. So please don't mind the background noises and I hope you still enjoy it. So without any further delay let me welcome our guest for today growthpreneur mentor and coach Rakesh Rana who believes that in this era of information overload challenge is to transform to stay relevant and rise beyond average and always raise your game Welcome to Inspiring Explorers sir and thank you so much for making time for us Thank you it's my pleasure to be on your show <laughs> Thank you sir. So sir, my first question is that you had a seven digit high paying job and you were successful in your corporate job as well you had uh, you know reached the heights but yet you decided to become an entrepreneur you wanted to start your own excellence coaching and a mid career mentor as well. So why did you decided to switch and why did you choose mid career coaching? Sure. So, uh, actually, let me tell you a little bit of background to that because uh, a person who is coming from a, a childhood where he was facing the scarcity of money, scarcity of food, and everything, because I come from that humble background, and going from there to seventeen uh, long years of journey in various corporates, right from uh, overcoming all the challenges of the childhood. Uh, right from the, I would say the uh, vernacular language communication challenges, and uh, you have to compete with the best of the best in the corporate, and uh, definitely 
to strategize and understand how do you actually live your life and from there to 17 years long journey was very very fruitful and it was like a dream come true from the place where i came from and what i have realized though is uh, after 17 years of experience when everything was going smooth i got a call from one of my hr and said that uh, rakesh come and we'll have a chat and i went there and i was told that uh, rakesh see you are handling 200 plus people now and one of the biggest account that we have has almost 130 odd people and we realized that the client has pulled out of the project now this is a very uncalled for situation and we realized that your unique skills are not fitting to any of the role that we may have so considering this we may have to put you on the bench and for two months if we don't find anything we may have to uh, part way with you and that was a turning point for my life because that was a moment when i realized that the 17 long years of dream has just shattered on that one day and that journey actually started from that point of time even though i had the debt which was a home loan car loan all the other things i had my second baby arrived just a month back uh, from that period i decided to jump into the self development because that was some part in my inner voice which was telling me that my case there's something wrong which you are not doing right in your life you are still playing by the strings which are governed by somebody else and i didn't want to be that puppet in my life so i realized that i need to now move on and understand how can i probably independently live my life at the same time what i also realized that i was not alone in that journey i myself has kind of laid off almost 100 plus people so i was aware of the pain the people go through when they are getting laid off but that was not the only challenge that mid level people were facing they were also facing the challenge of stagnation getting stuck into the career uh, getting no growth uh, their learning had almost stopped and at the same time they had no clue about how to actually create a life and design their life and that was the one point which uh, which was causing me a lot of pain and that became my purpose as well that i want to help those people who are stuck in that mid level and mid career who can actually see there are other aspects of the life and there is another new way of designing their entire life and that is what the turning point uh, i took up for the mid career transformation yes sir and also as you said that uh, the transition from uh, when you were a childhood was not easy so we'll come back to that on those challenges but when you decided to switch you got laid off but you had you know all the expertises with you and a, a you know background of experiences and yet you quit that all of that and you decide to like leave it so there was a risk in taking this leap also and this switch also so what were the risk and challenges that you faced on uh, you know taking your entrepreneurial journey and how did you make it possible you must have felt like giving up and yet you did not so how did you make it possible so the biggest biggest 
part of the crisis happens when the employee who is a well settled in his mind gets onto the entrepreneurship one of the biggest factor that stops that journey is the fear of failure mm. and that you carry in your life will be always clouding you and that, that was one fear which was clouding me as well but was actually uh, ignited by a person who is my mentor and when that spark was ignited i i also realized that that guy had also done a similar journey and that means he coming from the humble background he taking up the first plunge uh, he taking all the experiences and experiments i am sure basis his experience and experiment i will be able to go through but it was never to be like that because each one of us have our own path and journey which we need to chart and neither we can actually compare their success with our success so that was the first lesson that i learned the second thing about the risk was that what if i fail let's say what if i fail i had my debts i had my uh, kids family and everybody mm. which i needed to take care what if i fail for that i had taken care of the financial confidence part of it that for the 6 to 9 months i will not be actually bothered about my family expenses so that part was taken care of but despite that because you are not growing at the same rate of salary or the pay that was actually deposited at every first of every month you are going to get the panic and at that point of time there are two words which i need to probably tell the people and that is hunger and patience yeah. okay hunger that is your burning desire to achieve the vision that you have set for yourself when you started of this journey yeah. and the patience to be on that path consistently without distraction for the longer period of time because this journey is not easy at all yeah so these are the two things which have driven me along with my mentors guidance for sure yes wonderful sir so besides all these challenges today you have mm-hmm. 500 plus mentees under you and also you're earning 2x more than your salary which is amazing and so inspiring but ever did you feel like that i should give up like because it wasn't easy and your salary was not coming per month and also you had failures in between as well like you started you fell and then you again got up so how was that see that was the year of 2019 and uh, when i left my job uh, in july 2019 is when i left my job and uh, from july to december was the toughest a part of my life when i was failing at every effort that i was making be it conducting a new program be it conducting a webinar and converting the people into my paying clients mm. conducting the workshop and getting the clients from there or publishing the digital program publishing my book every efforts that i had taken in the 2019 was failing and back in december 2019 i remember that for the three months i had not had significant amount of income and 
I had already pulled out from the savings and uh, I realized that this journey is not going to be so easy uh, as I had probably assumed earlier. But at that point of time, you also need to turn to the people who have been there, who have done that, right? And luckily for me, fortunately for me, I had enrolled into the program where two of my mentors are so well-versed with this situation that they are very much aware that what would be my mental condition at that point of time. But while mental will handle you and tell you how to handle the situation, it is you, your mind, who who will actually control everything. And that is where you need to work inwards. While everybody is looking for the success outside, nobody wants to work inwards. The external success is only a reflection of your internal success. And as long as you can actually achieve that internal success, external success is just inevitable. You can definitely attain at any given time. But what is more difficult is getting your mindset. And during that toughest period of my life, I would say that I acquired the toughest mindset as well. To not give up, to be persistent in my efforts, to consistently actually trying new things. And come January onwards, I have changed my own self-image in my eyes. That is, when I look at myself, earlier I used to look at myself as a failure of six months in the entrepreneurship. But now I look at that the six months of learning experience, those failures have actually taught me what is not working for me and what can be worked. And that has brought the success that I have seen in the last three months, was able to uh, probably double the salary that I was earning in a month. And I'm sure that continuously I'll be scaling the new heights in the future as well. Definitely, sir. We hope for the best for you and more success. So, sir, you said that uh, in your childhood, you faced certain challenges. So what were those challenges that you were talking about? That it wasn't easy. How was it not easy? Yeah. So uh, unlike all the childhood that uh, people have, right, uh, all the successful people who come from the uh, humble background, and the poor background where they were fighting for the survival, they were fighting for the both and meeting and their parents were working. Everything was common except one thing that I was never a failure on my study path. That was the brightest spot in my entire uh, childhood because uh, me as an eldest son was leading the family right from the age of 10. And when you have to leave the family when your parents are out, 12 hours working for somebody else and still not able to make the both ends meet with the two siblings also to take care of. It becomes a hectic job for a child of 10 years to let's say 21 years old. Mm. And that was the challenge which I overcame by uh, continually upgrading myself in that childhood as well. That means every vacation I used to go for earning something, right? From becoming a courier to queue to chaiwala to bookseller to a mechanic. Any odd job that comes my way, I used to go there and actually grab that so that I can help my family. And because I had to take care of my siblings as well, I had to take care of their study as well. Mm. So never ever was a chance for us to have parents asking us, beta, 
is the homework done? Mm -hmm. And that was never the chance because my mother used to come from eight o'clock in the morning till nine o'clock in the eight o'clock in the night. So we never had a chance to speak to them and say that what is going on in your life as a study. And obviously there was a scarcity. Obviously there was a a lot of tough times that I have gone through, but that has brought me a couple of values that I still carry in my life. Mm. And that is the growth and the leadership. Mm. Everything what I am doing or trying to do, that is the first in my family, right? From being an mm. engineer, right? From being uh, uh, probably a person who has gone out of their city because no one in my dynasty had gone out for work uh, in this uh, work outside the, my city. So those things have been always first attached to me. But those first, I could do it because I was taking the lead right from the childhood, right from mm. the foundation. So, sir, all those leadership qualities helped you and today you are what you are through your failures. So how important do you think is it to invest on one's mindset? Because it's all over here. Yes. And uh, this is an interesting question and uh, many of the viewers may not probably resonate well with that. As exactly. well, they yes. have been always outward looking people right, who mm -hmm. are seeking the uh, success and the growth and the money, wealth and everything. They are just seeking from the outside world while they see the failure as a strategic uh, I would say strategic sequence of actions that they could take or they couldn't take. Whereas for me, uh, the failure has been always that I failed in the mind first and then outside. Mm. And that is where I realized the importance of actually training the mind. Mm. And until very recently, nobody was even aware of this word called the mindset. If you look at the Indian history, the self-development industry has come up a mushroom only in the last couple of years. And within that last couple of years, only now that people are talking about the mindset, mindset part, because now all the strategies, techniques and everything has already proven failed. Mm. Because as the situation, as the business cycle runs, your technique strategies will need to change. But what doesn't change is the mindset because the mindset, either you carry the mindset of a winner or you carry the mindset of a victim. Mm. And which mindset is operating at which time, how much you are aware of it, how much you are able to analyze your emotions, your thoughts, your actions, and basis that, how are you managing those emotions, thoughts, and actions? This is all about mindset. But mm. this subject itself is so wide and uh, so profound that many the practical people will not be able to just take it on face. Mm. They have to experience it, they have to fail, and then they understand. Many people, even uh, in my corporate life, they have never understood this field. They, they have, at the most, the people have gone into the mindset is believe in yourself. But that believe in yourself is one sentence which never satisfies uh, you as a person, neither it will actually stay with you for a long period of time. Yeah. But training your mindset is such a critical aspect of any journey that you are taking, either 
not only on the entrepreneurship even if you want to get success in the career itself in the job itself or in any uh, influencers or being the motivational speaker or for that matter even any profession i would say this will play your i would say the trump card so true so any suggestions how people can invest on their mindset like okay this is a vast subject and we need to but how do they start yes so as a starting if you really really want to train your mindset per se uh, first and foremost you have to start understanding yourself mm. what has happened is the world has given us so many avenues of distraction today mm. that there is hardly any time for left for yourself and that is the first major breaking point between you and your mindset mm. and that is the first thing which you need to do that is first become aware of yourself your emotion your thoughts your actions when are they coming why are they coming what situations are triggering that and in the process you also deep dive into yourself by understanding who you really are mm. once you start understanding who you really are whether you are an angry person whether you are a calm and peaceful person by nature what is causing that peace or anger mm. is it your past which is causing that what are your limiting belief that is actually stopping you at certain point of time let's say you want to venture out into business what will stop you let's say you have to give a speech what will stop you there so those aspects we need to understand by understanding ourselves first okay mm. once we understand ourselves uh, the second thing which we need to understand within that parameter is what are the driving force for us that is what will drive us whether uh, doing something which i have been doing will drive me or doing something else will drive me so what is that passion we call right? mm. uh, and in passion i always give this definition so i want to give it to you as well passion is something which you want to do so badly that you can do it perfectly but you do it so well that you can be paid for mm. and when you know this that this is what my passion is then you understand that okay by using this passion how can i improve somebody else's life because the passion if you are using for yourself is called hobby but yes. passion when it is put to use for somebody else's life or impact then it is called a passion yes. so you have to differentiate between these two if you are fond of having the photography that is a passion for you but it is called a hobby it is not passion but that same photography if you put to use by having the portrait of somebody else is which can actually improve their their life and create a memory for them that it becomes a passion yes so that differentiation you need to create for yourself and that is where the purpose comes in how do you impact your somebody else's life by using your passion and now converting all this put together you understand that you understand yourself who you are you understand what your passion is you understand what your purpose is and in nutshell you are self managing yourself continuously it is not a one day job one time job or one week one month one year job it is a continuous process because the all around us is a field of negativity a field of energy which is not conducive to your mind 
so that is where it is a consistent and continuous process very beautiful explanation sir because uh, i think nobody knew this differentiation between passion so sir you always believe in uh, raise your bar you always work on this motto that raise your bar so what is that and why do you keep saying raise your bar and how do we do that yes so this has come from my own experience that i have been doing uh, since the childhood like i mentioned about my own childhood every childhood uh, has certain dreams right mm. and those dreams die when you grow up most of the people when they come to the college time frame they start enjoying their life in the college and by the time they also realize i am not meant for my dreams i have to actually give up and abandon my dreams but nobody has been taught this way that why don't you pursue your dream so my pursuit of dream was always been growing one step further one step further one step further so the growth has been very perennial in my entire life journey till now and uh, what i have also realized that in the process i was continuously challenging myself was continuously setting the bar high and challenging myself to achieve that so mm. for example i come from a family where we used to call our house as a leaking palace where we had to keep the utensils beside us while we sleeping in the monsoon time because no matter what plastic you put there is going to be a leakage mm. and now if i had to come out of that situation the first priority for me once i got the job was to get a house for my family yeah and that was a one house okay yeah. if i had only settled down on that yeah. and as i was working outside of my city i was aware that i would need a second house so we yeah. got a second house when the all generation of my time would not even think about buying their first house at that point of time i got my second house wow then the third then the fourth so i continued to invest in myself and continued to challenge myself that what is possible hmm. the person who had seen that leaking palace and uh, if he has to imagine that he would be buying a house in mumbai hmm. that was just out of the reach i would say but Same today up. i am very proud that i am still an owner of three houses which i have and uh, still my parents can live in luxury even during the covid time that we have we haven't had a time to actually feel worried about the food worried about the money worried about anything else hmm. and that situation itself shows that you have to continuously challenge yourself and prepare yourself that what else is your potential because hmm. most of the people will actually die with their 5 to 10% potential is they will continue to play the sidekick mm. and the side hero for their whole life because mm. they are always been instructed to do something starting with the parents mm. then your school teachers then your mm. colleges then the corporates and then your spouses then your parents and so on so yeah. we have been always been the people who are following somebody else's instruction that means somebody else's blueprint is being followed throughout your life there are very few people who want to make their own path 
and for that to happen they have to raise their game hmm. they have to raise their bar beyond what they can they are capable of and beyond what they can do at that point of time that is why i firmly believe in raising the game for people yeah true so like pushing your limits and believing in yourself like being in Absolutely. your leaking palace i don't think anybody would believe in themselves but today you own three and you'll probably own more houses you have that caliber absolutely yeah absolutely now houses owning a house hasn't become a dream now obviously it has become a routine <laughs> wonderful sir aur ye sabko karna chahiye i think because uh, they fail once they give up they fail in 12th they give up and they do not believe in their inner potential they need to work on that and believe that it will happen don't worry that's why the working on the mindset is the most important task that one has to do true it's very all of us are born genius mm-hmm. only few are exploiting that yeah so sir coming to the travel part where all have you traveled so far so uh since till the age of 22 or so i have traveled nowhere okay my first traveling outside was i mean when i say travel i have hmm. been to a pre, uh, pilgrimage with my parents of course hmm. but that that i don't consider as a travel right? uh, i consider as a travel when i am on my own and then uh, traveling outside right? so i was the first one as i mentioned coming out of my city to a different city all my on right and uh, that was the first travel which happened back in 14th july 2001 okay okay and 14 july 2001 and that travel experience was also interesting because i had literally jumped from the running train in order to get on to the platform oh my god okay? <laughs> and uh, the the journey started from there and the sec- second travel experience which i remember very fondly is my first flight uh, back in mm. 2003 or so 3 mm. or 4 i believe yeah and uh, it was my first ever flight uh, in my life uh, i had not even seen the planes uh, i mean from so near and from there on to travel throughout the world i have been to most part of the europe uh, germany poland uh uk i have been there uh, i have been to netherlands i have been to most of the part of the us as well mostly on the eastern coast and even the western coast uh, barring the south west and uh, southeast i think i have been to all the parts of us as well wow so i have been to china i have been to i think yeah uk and every part is covered so most of the traveling that i could do is obviously during the covid years that i was in but those trips although the business travels my own experiences were definitely very very rich absolutely sir so coming to your train incident why did you jump <laughs> weren't you scared okay so it's a very funny incident which happened because this was a train which starts from surat to, to pune and uh, that train reaches to pune at around 35:00 in the morning mm-hmm. and we were four of us starting from pune that was our first job we were joining on 14th of july 2001 mm-hmm. 
So we were supposed to report there in the hostel, which we call as a GT hostel, the graduate engineering trainer training hostel. And we were supposed to report on the 14th of July. So when we went there, we realized that uh, this train doesn't stop on the station, which was closest to the company that we were supposed to report to. Oh. And, uh, and the, the train only stopped after uh, two or three stations. But because all of us were new, we were not knowing that whether by going to that station where the train stops, you can actually come back to this place as well. Mm. We only had that address in mind that this station A is our destination and there, from there we will take an auto or something and then we'll reach our, our company. Mm. So because train didn't stop, uh, mm. train actually slowed down and we, we were all coming for the first time from our home. We were carrying a lot of luggages, mm. uh, heavy bags, to be honest. And uh, as the train slowed down and everybody told uh, that uh, the train is not going to stop here. So three of the friends actually jumped out with the train slowed. And I was the last one to actually go down. And by the time the, the train started speeding up, I was uh, simply left behind. And I threw my luggage on the platform and I literally jumped out of the train because uh, they were just pulling me with my luggage actually. One of the bags was in my hand and they were just pulling me out. Otherwise, I would have actually gone to different station and uh, all were under tremendous panic at that point. But that was the hilarious incident because we realized that that station was far away from the company than the other station where Strain was supposed to stop. The fault of But I'm glad you're safe. Uh, so your second thing is uh, China ka experience. I would like to hear your experiences in China. China, China experience was fantastic because uh, I think never before in my life I had. Uh, seen the city like this. I was based out of Shanghai for almost eight to ten days. Mm. And we went from a company called Jungle Motors, which is a very well renowned brand and it was a leader at that point of time. So GM has a tradition to uh, give his employees the top class facilities. And we were placed mm. in one of the five-star hotels there and just opposite to that, there was a great uh, building of GM where we have we were supposed to conduct the training and deliver the training as well. Mm. So while the going to China was uh, great because we used to be in Baroda. From Baroda, you have to go to Ahmedabad. From Ahmedabad, you have to take a flight to goes to Singapore. Singapore to then Shanghai. So mm. in between, the flight was good because I had companion at that point of time. Fortunately, uh, otherwise all my uh, foreign trips have been always solo trips. Oh. It was the only time in China that I had a companion and, and for good because uh, if had he not been there, then I would have actually lost in China. First and foremost is the language barrier. Right? Mm. So you, you are speaking in English, but nobody is ready to understand this. Second is the food itself. He was a non-vegetarian, I was a vegetarian. Now, for vegetarian, it is the worst place to be in. 
so we were just hungry or surviving on something which was not enough for us mm-hmm. and the third is uh, when we were going in the company itself and they were asking for the uh, vegetarian then when they call vegetarian they give you serve you the fish and uh, all the seafood so it is called vegetarian <laughs> i was surprised shocked and uh, when i i sat on the table i specifically told green vegetarian green vegetables and i was surviving on those days for the green vegetables and that is just boiled half boiled kind of thing but the best thing in the lunch was actually the kava you get a tea the black tea that is one of the most uh, tastiest black tea that i ever had and uh, but we were searching for food the china experience was all about shopping and searching for food or har jagah vegetarian food to unna is also you know task oh, yes. for vegetarians yes. but but uh, i mean uh, i was uh, i was an vegetarian so in the breakfast uh-huh. i used to take it but still outside who won't get it so uh-huh. i mean egg is not normal to them for them egg is a breakfast ha uh-huh. i is vegetarian Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, uh, you have to find it very difficult. Even yeah. Germany, I think you find find the food. I think everywhere except China, you find the food easy. Yeah. Ultimately, you will find the McDonald's. That you get it anyway. Mm-hmm. So I used to survive on McDonald's for a long time. <laughs> And all the places I have been there, I have always been an explorer. And that has been in my genes now. Whenever I go, I I am not shying away from going out and meeting new people, or going out and seeing new place. I mean, I'm the only person you might have met and who went alone in London for the whole two days just to see London. I would say that London you will not feel uh, strange. Yeah. The strangest part is in China. Huh. That is something strange because one day we went to. buy something i think we wanted to have some noodles or something but we were just explaining the shopkeeper for long long time for 10 to 15 minutes we just argued we explained we actually drew on the page and everything we were not able to explain anything <laughs> we just came back empty wow drawing bana ke samjhaya yes we just to so uh, fond of actually exploring that space because shanghai per se is very near to sea but uh, mm. it is very very windy a uh, city mm. the most windiest city when you go in december time ago and oh. we went into december so it is horribly chilly uh, because we were always uh, used to be that uh, india climate right? so it is horribly chilly windy so you have to survive Mm. and uh, surviving there we just went with uh, some basic clothes and basic jacket and we thought everything will be good it was not to be was not to be. so we had to go to the market and that market experience was fun every time you go to the shanghai market by the metro it was fun we went three to four times bought so many things from china my goodness our return luggage was twice the heavier than what we had taken actually <laughs> we were fond of going just to have fun actually because the, that market 
the metro market uh, under the suburb it is a fond I, i mean it is a well known market but it is also called it free uh, kind of market everybody is there to cheat you they will oh. tell you the price which you can actually never imagine they will give you this is a rado please take it it is 4000 and when you come down 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 they you might get it at $20 if you are a very good manager wow aja in every city in the world has uh, this chinatown but in china you don't find that chinatown is it so no no, no. in china there is a uh, market uh, this shanghai has a great market towards the i think the central of china uh, shanghai where you have to actually go by a metro and reach there uh, but, mm. but we used to just go for negotiation i mean they have such a such a, a congested shop where uh, some of the people will even keep the shop like uh, there is a curtain where you can see just behind you right but you don't know what uh, behind the curtain is and suddenly you actually see the people coming out of that curtain and uh, you realize that there is a actually an inside shop so when you actually get more interested you talk to the shopkeeper more and mostly by ladies they actually take you inside and you are completely frightened and say oh my god what are they going to do with you <laughs> i was stuck in such two shops where they were just taking me inside they were showing me the purse and this uh, i would say the tops uh, the chinese tops which uh, i was just uh, trying to buy for my sister and they were just taking me inside and showing their good stuff the outside stuff is just to showcase and that is a good stuff that they can show you inside. wow that so must that, have been wonderful yeah wonderful experience and negotiating experience. negotiating is i mean we were in the purchase and procurement so we have been always in negotiation Mm. So for us, it was very, very easy. So there, there was a time when the the shopkeeper, uh, because those are the repeated areas. So it's like a what do you call in Delhi? There is a jantarmantar, uh, right? Ah, jantarmantar. Jantarmantar. Yeah. So you just get lost in that, right? So Haan. similar kind of lanes were there. So we end up having the same shop. Mm. We end up having meeting the same people as soon as we just. Uh, take a round and come out of them. Mm. So there was a time when actually they recognized both of us, me and my friend, and they were just shouting and abusing us. You go away! You are never shooting with me. You go away! I'm not going to sell to you. That's <laughs> funny. हाँ मतलब आपकी negotiating skills were so nice. Plus <laughs> ताप के लिए. They were they were so afraid to sell anything to us. <laughs> फ्रेंड्स एंड से देखो इसके एक ग्रेड आ गया इसके इतने मार्क्स आ गए इसके ये हो गया वो हो गया देयर आर यू वी आर टोल्ड टू बिकम इंटेलिजेंट इन द प्रोसेस व्हाट वी आर ट्राइंग टू डू इज वी आर जस्ट ट्राइंग टू कंपेयर आवरसेल्व्स विद एवरीबडी एल्स इन द वर्ल्ड 
that has put a lot of pressure that has suppressed all the creativity that we have actually and all the potential that we have we have suppressed it for long long time that is where one of the my tagline which is raise your game is coming from because by being intelligent you can achieve a certain height but that height is only limited to the only limited potential that you have demonstrated hmm. what i mean by the intelligent leader because first and foremost we need to understand that if you need to cross the bar of your potential hmm. you have to be a leader hmm. without that it is not possible if you just become a common man an average person in the room there is no possibility for you to actually cross your potential hmm. that is one because your potential will be always defined or limited by your the circumstances mm-hmm. that people will say that you can only go to this level people will say that you can only get this job or you can only do this much or you can only earn this much mm-hmm. that is the first criteria that you have to be a leader in your life in order to cross that path as well second is when because we know that our intelligence is limited it gives you the ceiling it brings you to the plateau you need to understand that what is beyond intelligence and if you look at the uh, one of the best decisions that anybody would have taken it would have come from the heart and not from the mind hmm you choosing a person you love choosing a, a something which you really really want to do choosing your passion everything comes from the heart choosing your purpose that also comes from the heart the only thing which comes from the mind is when you have to apply all these things in a right okay but unfortunately we are told to be intelligent since the childhood and because of that that intelligence itself becomes the biggest stumbling block or the roadblock for our success or the potential and that is what i am trying to break the myth in my book the intelligent leader where i want to explore that how can you break that ceiling how do you raise your game if you have to actually cross your intelligence hmm. so basically to not be limited and go beyond not it be limited. yeah go beyond be unlimited be unstoppable whatever you call it yeah okay. in this age, so any message that you want to give to our audience yes and uh, the message which I, i really want to give to your audience is that see your background could be anything okay your journey could be anything there is always a potential that is left behind that is in you which you are not exploring but beyond that who you can become is unlimited and no failures can actually define that potential so don't let your failures define your success okay and also don't let others actually kill your dreams that is what i want each and every one to understand what we raise their game yes such a beautiful message sir okay so and how can our uh, listeners connect with you yes so all listeners can actually connect with me on the facebook youtube linkedin uh, twitter everywhere my name r w k s h r a i d 
Yeah, also the links will be in the description. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much for your time and making out time for the show. We really appreciated it and it was lovely having you here. Thank you very much, Pinakshi. And wish you all the best for your show as well as passing these messages to the world as well. Thank you so much, sir. So this was Rakesh Rana's inspiring life journey so far and some amazing travel experiences. And I hope you got some amazing insights and motivation from this episode. Thank you so much for giving your precious time to this podcast. If this episode was inspiring and insightful, please do drop a comment on my Instagram and YouTube at the rate my boho voyage. Also do check out my YouTube channel at the rate my boho voyage for the video version of this episode. Please do subscribe and give a 5 star rating and hopefully write a review for inspiring explorers. Also please don't forget to connect with me on Instagram and YouTube. Drop me a hi or send me a comment so that I know we are in this journey together. This has been Akshay Srivastava, your host for Inspiring Explorers, saying goodbye. See you next week with an amazing, inspiring interview. Till then, take care.